our uh, panel for the Rose Hill preview shortly now. And uh, Ron Duffersy will rejoin me in just a second. Brad Gray has done the form as well. Duff, as I say, good morning to you again. Uh, we've got 10 races to get through and nice to be uh, playing on a good four as well. Yep, it is. And, um, yeah, 20 scratchings. That's quite good for a Saturday these days. And, and nice to have Brad, Brad back on board this morning. Where have you been, great man? I went down the coast for a few days, a little freshen up, a uh, little bit of golf and up the coast for a couple of days. So I've been uh, everywhere over the past two weeks just to get the eye back in and yeah, come back with a renewed vigour, I guess. But on today's meeting, uh, the two-year-olds, they're going to hog the headlights, aren't they? So a lot of people out there are thinking that it's pretty much game, set, match. It's already over with Storm Boy. All they to do is show up. But I think there'll be a few two-year-olds today out to make a little bit of a statement. We know in the Canterbury 12 months ago, Red Resistance won, uh, but King's Gambit and Shinzo ran second and third, so who knows what we're about to, to unveil today. It's exciting. Uh, did you have the camera crew following you around again while you golfed? No, <laughs> no, I had the moustache and, and a hat on. So. <laughs> Outstanding, mate. Well, uh, a well-deserved break, and great to have you back with us uh, for the autumn brag. Did great. you get another go at the golf last night? No. I've the... been barred, Duff. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, life suspension. Yeah. And then he knocked out some punters, is the, oh. is the word on the street. Yeah, it wasn't good, was it? I missed the net uh, in our charity uh, golf swing uh, there at Canterbury Park. And, yeah, I've <laughs> I've had PTSD bad, to be honest, guys. <laughs> it was funny. I played at my local club on Sunday, and I had a gentleman uh, take it upon himself to come up and hurl some chat my way. Uh, you the bloke who nearly killed someone at Canterbury? Uh, no, mate, that wasn't me. You got the wrong bloke. <laughs> but he, he was uh, persistent uh, in reminding me. So, uh, look, you've got to have a laugh at yourself. And I deserve all the uh, abuse coming my way for that awful swing. Andrew Hurley's with us with all the tab markets for this Rose Hill card. How are you, Hurls? Yeah, going well, thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, really well. Um, other yep. than the constant heckling. Been Marlow under fire for weeks here. Uh, you've got to have thick skin in this game. <laughs> How's the betting activity on this card? Yeah, pretty good. Um, obviously, the two-year-old does attract the uh, line share of interest, and as Brad uh, alluded to, you know, whether we're going to see some changes in the market for the slipper after today. I'll just um, note that uh, we've got traffic wardens $34 and frost at $26. That's a race I'm really looking forward to today. I've just got the fillies. And also the Colts and Gelding. So, uh, yeah, good meeting coming up. We start with the Midway, uh, at $3.90 trees is the favourite. Just the one scratching, Prince Aurelius, uh, 4x4. Moves us up the top with DiMaggio, $11.850. Miss Ciccone, it opened up at 6, so it's been a bit soft. 14, Pharaoh's Reign. The City and Ruler, 13. 26 for obvious step, went up 51 there. $7 Black Duke, one Destiny, 21. Yeah, Trees has been well back all week. $6 went up on Wednesday, now three ninety. Eight dollars Big Happiness, in from 11 6 to $5 Sumo Star, Noble Attack, 23. Impresario uh, is a $41 chance here. Yeah, most of the action around numbers 9, 10, and 11, and Trees getting uh, the nod there to young Molly Burke, who claims the three. Yeah, a bit of speed here, even though we've lost Prince Aurelius from Barrier 1. You've got Sumo Star, one Destiny, Noble Attack drawn wide. Uh, Triez will slide forward, look for some cover, Pharaoh's Reign. I know she, this is short of her best, but typically isn't too far away. Even DiMaggio, once he's had a run or two under his belt, uh, he's another horse who can take advantage of a, a bit of natural speed that he's got and bounce himself and, and put himself right there. So a bit to play out over that first couple of hundred metres, stuff. Yeah, look, uh, it's a... They're difficult these midways and this is no exception so I had to go to the lightly raced improver well on paper she looks an improver Triers who obviously had that little setback um, going into Gosford last time back to a thousand metres needs luck the first 200 metres just finding some position here and I think she's hard enough to beat with that claim for Molly Burke uh, getting in short enough now getting in short enough um, but I think she's top pick. I think the dangers, Poseidon Ruler, even with the scratching of Prince Aurelius, finds himself in a faster race today uh, with a few little gear changes there. So I want to give him another chance, even though it's been a while since his last win. DiMaggio's similar. Um, probably needed the run there first up and 13.50 sec with really good second up form uh, could represent some value. And I'll throw in Sumo Star, who, who whacks away consistently. And he's going to be in the firing line for a long way from that inside draw. Uh, 9, 4, 1, and 11.
same top two for me, nine, four, six, and three, nine, Triez, as Duff touched on. She's the horse whore with here with all the upside. She's got less convictions than her rivals. The other thing in her favour is the fact that uh, she's got gate speed, so she'll make her own luck. I thought she was good there last uh, I know you were left a little bit disappointed uh, if you did take the $2.80, but she was six weeks between runs and had to come back to 1,000 metres. So I expect her to bounce back to that first up form, and that sees her hard enough to beat in a race like this. Can also make a case for Poseidon Ruler. I uh, was well supported there last time. I did start $5. He is one-dimensional. That makes him a little bit hard to catch. But the one thing that's been... Um, Pretty much prevalent all through this campaign is just a lack of speed in his races. So when we touched on the speed map there, I think he should still get his chance, balance up, and really charge home over the top if everything falls into place. Six, Black Duke. Uh, he's well exposed, but he comes off a dominant last start victory at the Provincials. If he holds that form, he's hard enough to beat. He does map to get all favours. And three, Pharaoh's Reign. Uh, she will be better again as she gets set over further. I do like the way that she's trialled up ahead of her first run for Greg McFarlane, though. Nine, four, six, and three. And Trez means 13 in French, so I don't know how they come up with 13 for a name of a horse, but there'll be a story to that, Trez. Isn't it meant to be unlucky, 13? Well, we'll find out today. (laughs) (laughs) From that barrier. Uh, Let's see how it goes, guys. Uh, So that is your thoughts there on race one. Darren Flindell is with Trez, number nine, to beat two, four, and three. Nine, two, four, three, four, Darren Flindell in the first. Uh, Race two. Tab Highway, 1,500 metres, Class 3 this week. Hurls, talk us through the market. Yeah, we've got uh, two scratchings, but zero deductions here for Viander Chance and Bon Zipper. This is up the top with I'm a True Star, $15 into 14 this morning. $15 aim point. It's been very easy, however, since Wednesday. Went up $7. Uh, $10 for some notes. Elson Boy is a $34 chance. Our favourite is Stay Safe, Nasra Willa, Brett Kavanagh. 350 now this morning after going up $4. 41 Lensman, Boroneer Boy, 81. 18 from 23 Phase Angel. The girl's best friend at $9, out from 7. 26 Proud with Pride. Tahoko is a $23 chance. 51 Apache Jewel. Magic Pharaoh, 15. There's been good support all week for Zippo Idea. Reese Jones and Rodney Northam, $10 into $6. And also down the bottom there, right down the bottom, number 17, Missile Leader, uh, $10 into six fifty. So the best back runners here are numbers 5, 15 and 17. Yeah, speed okay here. I'd probably suggest there's more back markers than front runners. Elson Bay goes forward. I'm a true star, potentially settles outside the lead. Uh, proud with pride, holds a position. Stay safe can be handy. And then you may be looking at a few wider draws, the likes of Apache Jewel and Aim Point to apply a little bit of pressure there in the early stages. Yeah, look, I didn't see a lot of pressure, but that uh, mm. you, you think that in highways now and again, and they go out very hard. So I'll sit on the fence with that. Um, I'm going with the lead up two weeks ago, which could be dangerous. It mightn't be much of a race, but he really caught my eye, Sir Notes. He, he had a given impossible start, and he, he made a long sustained run and charge late down the middle there. So, yep, I th- hopefully he can race closer from barrier one, and I think he'll be strong late. I think the dangers are probably the horse that should have won that race, a girl's best friend who got hurled up on the inside there. Uh, gets the claim this week and certainly bears a lot of respect. If I'm tipping some notes, she has to go in. Missile leader could well be the one. Um, he started favouring a highway at the end of last preparation and he didn't have, he didn't have a lot of luck from that wide draw that day. And the second up win at Wagga with the 60.5 was good. So he's back on track, third up off a win, in good hands and um, hard enough to beat. And uh, best of the rest, I thought, was um, number five here, uh, Stay Safe, who's short enough, but does have racing style and uh, pattern on his side. So, three, nine, seventeen, and five. Yeah, we should see what the market does with this mm. Stay Safe. Obviously, it's gravitated towards him to this point. I've got him third pick, but an ex-Western Australian horse, and he's just improved every time I've seen him. But Brett Kavanagh comes off a dominant win there uh, at Ballina last time out. But Missile Leader on top for me, now that he's made the field, I think he's very hard to beat. I like the setup here, 1,500 metres, dry track, third up, Tommy Berry. Uh, he's going to be hard to hold out, and he is no stranger to running well in highways already. We've seen him once in the past, and he was beaten by the wide draw, and he made up a stack of late ground. Eight-phase Angel, if you're having a trifecta, throw her into the mix. I think she runs well here, nice and fresh, just brings a different form line. I know her last win was over the 2,200 metres, but I thought she looked pretty sharp in a recent Tung Curry trial win. Five, stay safe for all the reasons we mentioned. 
and C notes. Uh, yeah, I can't disagree that his run was probably the pick of them coming through that highway, but you could probably make a case for a couple coming through that same race. 17, 8, 5 and 3. Just on that uh, Western Australian gilding, he, as a three-year-old, he looked very promising. In, in I think Simon Miller might have had him in Perth, and I think he was placed in a Guineas and a Lestier Stakes and uh, a Fair Ether listed race. Uh, um, he does have old form that if he does find, he you know I can understand the price. Yeah, good uh, chat there, Duff. Uh, let's have a, a look at what Darren Flindell's come up with with his selections here uh, in this race, and he's gone the way of Cenotes. 3-1-17-15. 3-1-17-15 on race number two. You enjoyed the highway this week, Brad? It's a, a deep one. I think it's a, a stronger highway uh, than average this week. Yeah, well, I guess at least there's a little element of different form lines, isn't there? Uh, sometimes you tackle these highways and it's good from a form perspective mm. uh, in terms of them all coming through very similar races. It's easier to find the winner, at least as a general rule. But as far as a, a point of interest, yeah, there's three or four different form lines converging. So that makes things a little bit more intriguing. I think the highways at this time of year are always stronger because everyone thinks they've got a, ch- a country championship horse and they save the horses they like for this time of year trying to you know get to that level not many of the highway horses do but invariably one or two pop up so they they're given their opportunity to uh, to get there so that's why we see the better ones you know under a mile um, better uh, at this time of year i think you're spot on duff uh, as we move to race number three for arrowfield the canonbury stakes 1100 meters for the two-year-olds it's a group three you're with ron duffersey brad gray and andrew hurley who provides the market Counter-offensive and excellent indeed come out. Zero by zero, three by four. Excel indeed, rather. So it leaves us with a smaller field, but a very, very intriguing race. Traffic Warden, 3.30 to 3.50 this morning after 3.60 was posted Wednesday. Enhanced went up $8, now into seven fifty. Fearless has been really soft. 3.60 out to $5. King of Rousseau, $8 into $6 since Wednesday. 21 pick up the tab. And Prost, uh, $2.70 holding its line at $2.80 was first posted. So... Must admit, probably more from a personal perspective, I thought there would have been, and this may change between now and start time, a bit more support for Traffic Warden. Uh, not that it's been friendless, it's, it's second most popular runner, but Prost has been very solid. I don't think the uh, traders at Tab are too keen to take it on at this stage. Just a field of six after scratching. It's going to be a battle of tactics as well. Enhance looks your leader from what we've seen in his trials. He looks at a jump and run style. Prost isn't that, uh, but he's going to hold a spot from barrier one. Where do you go to thereafter? Probably King of Russo next best as far as early speed, Duff. Tricky. Very tricky. Um, uh, I'm shocked that Fearless hasn't attracted support. Um, it looks to be good speed in a small field. Is it the distance um, stuff? Maybe that that's why they're wondering if he wants longer th- or something? Yeah, yeah, I think 1,100 first up is long enough for a lot of these two-year-olds and mm. where they might be out in their feet, he's the one that's going to be really strong late here. I'm, I'm tipping. Well, I'm gambling on that, but the marketplace is opposing my theory. I think Prost is obvious, obviously hard to beat. Just got to, You can just feel the stable like him, he's, he, like he's come back better and he's won his two trials and that... We keep talking about it. That barrier one with the rail out at Rose Hill, the 1100 is gold um, if you can kick up and hold that position. And Hance, if he does find the front, uh, they went up $12, him. He he was um, very good in smart time the other day, I thought. And uh, um, like I said, if he finds the fence here, he's going to give you a really good run for your money. And Traffic Warden's the one chiming in late, no doubt about it. And uh, very popular with a little freshen after that Caulfield win. And uh, he was good at his first start. Five, eight, three, and one. There'll be different angles people want to take here. Interesting. Uh, the stable made a fearless is getting support. They're king of Rousseau. So interesting race. Yeah, I've gone the way of Traffic Warden. One, eight, three, and five. He does pay the penalty for what he's done to date. Uh, he's got the extra three kilos than the rest of the field. However, he's the one with the runs on the board. So a second, a Storm Boy. That, of course, reads well for this. And there was a, a big gap back to third. Then he went to. 
to Melbourne and justified being sent around as an odds-on favourite. It was a pretty cosy win. Little freshen up since then with James Cummings obviously eyeing off some some bigger prizes. Tick over trial since and finds Nashville. So a bit in his favour. Uh, and I'm thinking he might make some kind of little statement today in terms of uh, grand finals ahead, maybe a blue diamond. Eight Frost, no real knock there. Got himself into a, a tricky spot on debut in the Breeders' Plate. That was back in September. I liked the way that he kept flying the line over a 1,000 metres. That sets him up well for 1,100 metres here. Uh, not blessed with natural speed, so barrier one does look significant. Three, enhanced, slippery, hard to catch from out in front, albeit he does give away race experience. And five, fearless, another one coming through that Breeders' Plate. One, eight, three, and five. That is the Canonbury. Let's see where Darren's landed. Uh, he's got Traffic Warden, a special. One, eight, five, and six. So a few people like him this morning. Don't know if you like Traffic Wardens in general, guys. Aren't they the, the <laughs> ticket givers, uh, Brad? They. Why do you ask me that? I've got a pretty, a pretty clean record, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Duff? Pearls is your man. Yeah, yeah, no comment. It's not the lollipop lady, that's what I'm saying, the traffic warden. They're usually the ones who give you a fine. Hurls, you'd know all about that, wouldn't you? I uh, haven't had an offence for about 18 months, actually. So oh, you're a good I'm on, I'm on a hot streak. Airborne. Race number four is the Tab Southern Cross Stakes, over 1,200 metres. It's a group three as well. Talk us through the betting here, mate. Yeah, lady of Luxury comes out two by one. Baller down from... Queensland is a 6.50 chance. In from 8.50 on Wednesday, they, didn't, uh, they snapped up that price pretty quickly. Uh, 5.50 for Malkovich. It's out from 4.80. 2.25 Lady Laguna is our favourite. Very, very solid. $16 on the lead, coming back from a win in Queensland. 15 rounds, 21. 4.20, hard to say. And Cristilli, 9.50. It's been very popular all week, Lady Laguna. 2.25 and has not budged. It looks pretty nailed on, doesn't it, this speed map? So Malkovich spears forward, he does his thing, catch me if you can, hard to say. Uh, Slipstream and Lady Laguna probably isn't too far away, given the makeup of this field, Duff. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they'll, they'll probably try and stride forward Lady Laguna just to keep Malkovich in sight. And I think she, I think she's top tip, has to be top pick here. Um, short enough, five to four. Um, just a classic case of an informed mare, 1300 back to 12, um, with a sprint home. But I think she's pretty versatile. Um, yep, I'll go her way to beat, hard to say, who was pretty good. Uh, first up with excuses, should have maybe run second in that race, actually. Um, Baller, nice race for him. If he, if he can find some of the old form again, he's in, we know he's in great hands, third up, primed and set to run a good race at this level. And on the lead, he's very capable on his day, and I love the fact that he got his confidence back in Queensland there last time, and he could upset here, 3, 6, 1 and 4. We got the price, I want to trust that King of Sparta form. I've gone the way of hard to say, so 6, 3, 1 and 4. I've probably been guilty of underestimating him throughout his career. It's been a steady rise, hasn't it? You've only got to go back to, to August, and he was winning midways by half a length, and here he Ooh. is. He won a benchmark 100 two starts ago, beating Recommendation and Dashing Legend. Did it in really good style there, and then he didn't have a lot of luck at the Gold Coast off an eight-week freshen, so he was never going to beat the winner, but he should have finished considerably closer at the finish. So if he holds his form for his past couple, I think he finds a, a nice race and significantly a nice setup. If he can just get into the stream there of Malkovich, and 1,200 motors just stretches him. He's going to be there and, and should be right there ready to pounce if he's good enough. Three, Lady Laguna. Only knock is the price. Uh, she's clearly a mare with a tail in the air. Has to do it now against the boys. Has been Phillies and mares company. And as Duff touched on, 1,300 metres back to 1,200. But she has to be the starting point in the race. I just thought she was well found. One baller also coming through that King of Sparta race. He's got a stack of weight, but he's the class runner. And I can also make a case for on the lead. Comes here also with his tail in the air. Got a confidence booster there at Eagle Farm last time out. Dry track, 1,200 metres. Uh, that is his bread and butter. So 6-3, 1-4. Mr. Flindell, with his numbers in race number four, has gone three Lady Laguna on top to beat 6-2-1, Chatting to Duff earlier, Brad, about the lack of recent Sydney form in this race. Um, top four in the market all coming from interstate runs, which is interesting. Does it mean anything? Maybe not uh, in the context of the race, but something to talk about. 
Yeah, it's a little bit disappointing the field this year, isn't it? I know they had to extend the norms, but you look back through the honour roll of this race, uh, at least the, the past couple of years, Quantico, Lost and Running, Mask Crusader, Special Reward, Eckstein, Jeez. Kaepernick, Le Remain, like it goes on and on. So with due respect, I don't think we have the depth here. So yeah, I'm not sure what's happened as far as being a little blip, the Southern Cross Stakes, but typically it does throw up a handy one or two. Yeah, even Terra Vista further back. Uh, so some good ones have won it. Uh, your, good horse, Terra Vista. Yeah, your multi-horse a little bit later on behind the gates is going around here, Hills. In Malkovic? Mm, you might have a little bit of a lean going that last 50 <laughs> metres to get him, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Get him into... Just, yeah, just saw the weight drop for it. Uh, 1,200's always a bit sus, but as you said, the, the, the speed map just looks pretty straightforward, doesn't it? So it jumps from barrier two, goes straight to the lead, drops down to 57.5. We've got a bit of fitness on its side, but um, yeah, it should run top four, I would think. Oh, well, let's hope. Um, yeah, I'm seven in it. I mean, look, exactly. <laughs> if he's ever if he's ever going to run twelve hundred, guys, at this stage of his life, he gets his chance here. Um, exactly. Rose Hill, six meters, straight yep. to the top. Not a lot of horses up there to rattle his cage. He should just be able to do what he likes. So, um, I get it, but I just stand by what I said earlier, Hurls. You might just have the lean going that last fifty meters. If he's yeah. three in, if he's three in front with a hundred to go. Don't go the early crow. No, no, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the uh, dreaded early crow. I mean, if he's three in front, 100 out, I'm sure he's safe for top four there, Duff, sure. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we don't have to play that back. <laughs> Race number five, guys, is the win, 1,200 metres, and uh, this is the Phillies. They get their turn, the two-year-olds. Group three, Manal up the top hills. Yeah, Frobel Star comes out seven by eight, leads us with Manal up the top Five fifty to six. Opened up at eight dollars on Wednesday. Alinea is a six dollar no five fifty into five dollars this morning. Four sixty celerity. We've got Extreme Diva at twenty six now. Two dollars Lady of Camelot. She's uh, opened up at two fifteen into two dollars already this morning. Pushbar fifty one seventy one. The eyes have it. And Wavebreaker is a twelve dollar chance. Just looking at the futures market, uh, Lady of Camelot is currently a twenty six dollar chance for the slipper. Yeah, and just on the Southern Cross, guys, Wayne Bristol actually just sent me a message to clarify that. So what they've done there is they've swapped the expressway uh, from Rosehill to Randwick with the Southern Cross stakes, hence why there might be a, a little blip in terms of uh, the depth of nomination. So I guess that, that makes a little bit more sense, doesn't yeah, it? So we've got an sense. answer to that question. So uh, as far as speed goes here, Lady of Camelot holds the inside. Uh, Wavebreaker, maybe not too far away. Alenia, uh, can she show a little bit more speed than what she did on debut in the gym crack? Potentially. I wouldn't expect Celerity to be too far away either here, Duff. Yeah, intriguing race. Um, first impressions is, oh, this will just win. This will just win, Lady Camelot. The gremlins are getting in my head uh, since I first did the form. Um, They've been there a while, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I still think she'll win. Just the just the setup here. Last, you know, the, just the last hundred meters gain here. I don't know, but she's look. It's not as if she stopped in a trial. So I think she's top pick, and I think she'll win. But yeah, just get a feeling. There's some good fillies here, um, especially Manal. Um, I know she was a 20 to 1 chance winning the gym crack, but no fluke in that. And she will be eating up the ground late here looking at her trials. Celerity, I don't know. Uh, only trialled on Tuesday, the second trial, but uh, James must like her a lot. He did ride Lady Camelot first start, and he did. Uh, yeah, he's wasting hard to ride this filly, so um, you must respect her. And Waybreaker is the upset. I think she's strong. I think she's strong at the end of 1100. But I think she wins. 6 1, 3 and 9. Yeah, I've gone with her as well. 6 3, 4 and 2, short enough. But she does look so well set up. Uh, riding on the wall there in the trial, she's gone like a rocket, draws barrier 1, 1100 metres, and, and finds Tim Clark. So a lot to like in her sit up. I thought she was set up. I thought she was fantastic there in the gym crate where she covered ground, loomed as the winner. And just knocked up that last little bit. Celerity, uh, exceed and excel, isn't he the gift that just keeps on giving as far as Godolphin and Dali goes? They added to that last night. What was that winner's name last night where they jumped out of trees to back at Luke? Malifluent? Malifluent, mate, yeah, the yeah, team. Wow, wee, they didn't miss him, did, did they? they what? 55. Yeah. Well, it was a bit of a setup because they'd given him jump outs in Melbourne, two mm, jump yeah. outs in Melbourne, and snuck him here, 
with most of the, you know, if you didn't delve right into the form, you would have thought, oh, once off trial, going into a race, but he'd been he'd been well versed in Melbourne. Hmm. Yep, plunge landed, only narrow, uh, but they pay. Celerity, so I think she's a nice type in her own right, isn't she? She's got a, a lovely little action on her. Uh, we didn't see much from her in her first trial, uh, where Lady of Camelot put 11 lengths on her, but she zipped home impressively. And Warwick Farm more recently, James McDonald sticks, something to be read into that, uh, with him riding light, as we touched on earlier. Four Extreme Diva, maybe one to throw into your trifectas and first fours if you're making a case for Lady of Camelot, uh, which plenty will be. She has to be in the conversation. Uh, she comes to that same uh, trial form line. Um, had to be given a bit of a rev up, but there was a response. I'm not surprised there has been a little sprinkling of money uh, at bigger odds. And Alenia, the best of the rest, she looks like a nice, strong filly in her own right. And she was particularly impressive in her most recent trial. Did nothing wrong there in the gym crack, doing her best work through the line. Six, three, four, and 2. I think all eyes are on the clock, obviously, after the running of these two two-year-old races with the boys and the girls, as usual. We see who runs the best. So, so far it's been the Colts. So usually the last few years it's been all about the fillies uh, running the better times, but um, now Colts at the top of the market in the slipper at this stage until the fillies put their hand up. Mm. Interesting point, Duff. Uh, let's see what Darren's done uh, with these. He's gone six, one, two, three. He's a lady of Camelot man in uh, race number five, six, one, two, three. The fifth there at Rose Hill. We kick on to race number six, the James Squire Handicap, over 2,000 metres, benchmarked at 78. Andrew Hurley with the market. Yeah, just a one scratching here. Jack Duggan comes out three by two. Kettle Hill, 11 to 10, back to $11. Age of sale. Now, we went up $5 Wednesday. It's into 370 It's been well backed. Sky out, 950 to 9 back to 950 Morning Sun three forty to three ten. Major Arty thirteen dollars. The big short eighteen to seventeen. Eight fifty to eight for the Englishman. King Kickow is an eighty one dollar chance. An Angel of Light, which was very well backed, um, but just missed out. Well, went two lengths behind. Louisville last start. It's a six dollar chance. So favourite here. It's been well supported. Morning Sun into three ten. Anyone uh, going to give Kettle Hill a chance? <laughs> He's barred. He's worn a lot down. If you got him two starts ago, I think you uh, you cut your losses and, and take what you got. So, Major Artie, uh, he owns this race from in front. Where do you go to thereafter? The big short did lead last time out, but that was a surprise at the midweeks. That was at the Kenzo. Sky out can be more prominent from a low draw. The same can be said for Morning Sun. I wouldn't be surprised to see Angel of Light just given a... A little dig there in the early stages, given uh, it's the horse here with the, the fitness base under it. But yeah, again, a few things to fall out, oh, to play out, uh, the, those first drives in this race, stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I have, we've got our designated leader, but the rest is a little bit tricky at the 2,000 metre start here. You always find uh, these horses drawn in close, like to kick up, getting around that first turn, not to just concede good draws. So sometimes it can be... Um, very tough from wide barriers in these staying races at Rose Hill, the 2000. I'm, I've backed Sky out here, uh, just a, a throw at the stump. So just, uh, I know it was a slow just to sprint home the other day, but he, I thought his sectionals were good after being held up. Um, I think he's, I think he's got something. We know he can stay. And I love the way he went, went through the line there the other day. So I'll just go with that lead up form and go with it with a little bit of confidence here. Angel Light comes out of the two Saturday lead-ups, and I think that stands her in pretty good stead here with 52.5 on her back. And then I don't know what to think of this. It could be good form, this Wednesday Warwick Farm race, uh, but are we? is there enough evidence just off, you know, they're both similar profiles, uh, one run in Australia, they Cornella the race, um, they sprinted home in that as well. So, yeah, I've got no knock on it, uh, but the market's caught up with that race. So 3.10, uh, 2 and 4. I thought he was the value runner of the day, Sky out. I've gone 2, 4, 3 and 10, 2 age of sale on top. Uh, impressive there at the midweek at his first Australian start. Of course, has to step off that, but uh, 1,600 metres at his first Australian run. Uh, that says he's got a pretty bright future as far as a staying prospect, and I'm keen to see where he does fit in. So... Breeding-wise, he's a half to polarisation. He's already got out to 3,200 metres himself. So the further he gets, the stronger he'll be. Bit of a tricky gate given the makeup of this field. Uh, but Nash rode him there at his Australian debut, and he sticks. So we'll leave it to Nash. Four, Morning Sun. 
I can see the angle there in terms of him turning the tables because he's just drawn a softer gate. So we should get a nice smother just in behind the speed. Another horse that'll present well second up out to 2,000 metres. Wasn't a lot between Age of Sale and Morning Sun at Warwick Farm. Albeit, I did think Age of Sale was holding him on the line. Three sky out, can see the angle there. Uh, he comes through a, a pretty deep race there behind running by at Randwick that was a dash home and he, and he did show a, a nice little bit of acceleration which lays out a good platform for him going forward. E2 relishes 2,000 metres and Angel of Light. The market says uh, she's next best and hard to disagree with that. Fourth up now gets in light again and she is versatile somewhat in terms of where she can settle in the run. 2, 4, 3 and 10. Let's see what Darren's come up with. Two, four, ten, three with his numbers. Two, age of sale on top for Darren Flindell. Two, four, ten, and three. We are up to race number seven, the first leg of the quadrilla at Rose Hill Gardens. You've got Brad Gray, Ron Duffercy, and Andrew Hurley, who provides the market for this seventh race. We had three scratchings here built, six by seven. Anything goes, 11 by 11, and a Tiama, two by one. Mission Phoenix is a $26 chance. Robusto, 280 and very solid. Although it did hit 330 this morning, back to that 280, which it opened up on Wednesday. So risque, well, we've bet as much as $11 about it. Wooshka, that's gone. $445, back to 460 this morning. Logan Street Lion, 9 to 11, back into 850. 26, kiss some. Estadio Mastella, 380 to 420, back to 380. Ita, 750 and $15 for Tarushk. Now, it's a pretty interesting betting race here. There's been money for Logan Street Line at a price. Uh, also, uh, Stadio Mastella. It's probably been best backed, even though uh, Robusto is the favourite at 280. We've lost a couple of speed horses here, haven't we? So anything goes, Elitiyama maybe to a lesser extent. I did go around at Canterbury last night. So accordingly, Joe Pride has read the play. He's already tweeted out that a study of change of tactics to be ridden further forward, so risque, uh, can be handier. And we're talking about Mission Phoenix on Thursday, Duff, in terms of hoping the blinkers really sharpens him up. But on his day, uh, he can ride the speed as well. Yeah, interesting. Joe's always on the front foot and he's very... Out there early, he scratches them when he's going to scratch them. He's very good to the punter. And well, with that intent with Estadio Mastala, does that mean that he thinks she's quicker than Mission Phoenix at this stage of the prep? I don't know, but you know, you're going to get a positive ride there. Um, I'd like to see a little support for Logan Street Lion here. Um, he can pull a run out fresh, this horse. There's nothing wrong with his two trials. He's got some form around some nice horses and. I'm happy to play him here to beat Robusto, who I think the 1500 is perfect for him. He, yeah, he, he just got that coveted rails draw, which he executed well the other day, but Donald do a similar thing, getting the run of the race. So risque is interesting runner. Um, when the young, when the Hayes boys bring him to, to Sydney, they invariably run well, and he's got a win over Robusto and Caulfield in the spring. So, that has to line up somewhere here. And Estadio Mastala will will run a race again, just a little one-paced and just lacking a little desire, but um, well-placed third up now. Four, two, three, and six. Yeah, I found him as well here, Logan Street Lion. Four, two, six, and eight. You see Robusto there at the top of betting, $2.80, $3, and it's just that little temptation to just look a little bit wider. So... Logan Street Lion, he's deceptively good fresh. You go back two preparations ago, first up, he wasn't beaten far by Coal Crusher, Rose Hill, 1,400 metres. And then last campaign, uh, first up, was a fifth at Rose Hill, beaten 1.3 by Tractable. So those references read pretty well for this. A couple of trials, a nice draw, and, and finds Tommy Berry. So a bit in his favour, Robusto. All he has to do is hold his form to be hard enough to beat. His form line speaks for itself. So one at this level two weeks ago was pretty dominant. James McDonald sticks, and you wouldn't expect him to go backwards despite having been up for a little while. Estadio Mastala, cherry ripe now, third up on the quick turnaround. Uh, it's a bit of a, a Joe Pride setup, and I thought he was good chasing Amor Victorious last Saturday. Uh, that runner got complete control out in front and, and nipped home in pretty fast time. So although the margin... Uh, was probably fluttering towards him more victorious. I thought he was chipping away at the finish okay. And Ita, best of the rest of Capel Mare on her day. Uh, and she's just getting to peak fitness now. Four, two, six, and eight. Let's see what Darren's uh, come up with. So both uh, Brad and Duff land on the line there. Darren is with six, Estadio Mastea. Six, two, four, eight with his numbers. Race number seven there at Rose Hill. 
The eighth on the program is the Vale Bill Kamer handicap, and it's over the 1350 metres, benchmarked at 78. Andrew Hurley talks us through the field of nine. Built up the top as the dual acceptor goes around here in race number eight. It's a five dollar chance. Five dollars also powerful peg. Conrad sixteen. Eight fifty Grisilla Stylo. It's out from five fifty. Thirteen to twenty six Edna Rosso. Tap and run thirty one. Salt coats, just been well back. Ten dollars Wednesday. It's into five dollars. Thirty one men in the mirror. And infatuation a two dollar eighty chance. So yes, salt coats have been really well backed here. Uh, it's first up from a spell off the back of a couple of trials, and Tommy Berry wrote it in its previous trial and uh, sticks today. So uh, very well back there, Salt Codes. Yeah, he should get a chance. He just parks in behind the speed, you'd think. Uh, so infatuation does suit your leader. I know she found herself a long way back there at the Gold Coast last time out, but that was due to the makeup of the race. You go back to the start prior to that uh, in the Gosford Guineas where she rode the speed. I'd expected it to go back to that role here, powerful peg. Shouldn't be too far away. Uh, Conrad, maybe the other go-forward horse. But just going back to race one, guys, late scratching Rose Hill. Sumo Star has come out on Vets Advice, so maybe a little bit of speed coming out of that race. But infatuation looks your leader here, Duff. Yeah, I think so. And look, she obviously looks beautifully placed on the limit here, but I'm to, I'm having a uh, crack at Salt Coats here. It's the second Aussie prep. He had a big rap on him. Well, they must have purchased him after that stakes win at the end of two preps back in New Zealand. Admittedly, when he found his form, it was on heavy tracks, so if there is a little query. But his two runs in Australia have merit. I think he's been work in progress, being a bit of a hothead. So hopefully he's ready to go first up. We're tipping a couple of Chris Waller first uppers today, which can be dangerous because sometimes they're not wound right up first up with improvement to come. But I'll go with him, uh, Salt Coach, to beat Infatuation. One win from 12, but you look at those races she's contested uh, at a past couple, the Guineas, you know, the two Guineas, Gosford and Magic Me and three-year-old. So, and... And surprisingly, I obviously got a squeeze at the start there, but finished off ridden back there the other day. But I wouldn't see that happening here. Powerful peg. I want to be forgiving being a little flat second up. So back to a 78 here. I thought her first up run was great, and she's right in the mix here. And old mate here with Nash on board, uh, Gracilla Styler. Uh, who knows? Who knows what <laughs> could happen here? Uh, seven, nine, two, and four. It's surely coming soonly another win for Russell Styler. We've been saying that for a long time. Well, we? so... well, there was a good good shout from Nick Burney last night in the Canterbury coverage. I wonder if anyone took the ring ahoy Gracel Styler <laughs> double. <laughs> so your first leg. You're there. only halfway there. Yes, long <laughs> way to right. go. I've gone the way of Saltcoats as well. Uh, just leaning on the fact that again he's got more upside. So similar to the case we're making for. Uh, Triez a little bit earlier uh, in the program, so he's only had a handful of starts. He went into everyone's black book pretty much across the country, what he did there at Randwick at his first Australian start and his first run for Chris Waller, where he made a lot of late ground over 1,200 metres behind Gaza Blanca and Paray. Uh, didn't quite back that up at Warwick Farm, where he did go up odds on and was a very big late drifter, and uh, the market got it spot on. So how do you forgive that uh, and judge him off that, that first run that we saw him in Australia? So a couple of nice trials. He maps to get all favours in the run, but I do think market support is going to be significant. But I do like the fact that he kicks off over 1,350 metres, some intent to be read into that setup. Infatuation, uh, the market's gravitated towards her. That would be part due to the depth of her form, but also the fact that she can own this race from in front, which makes her hard to chase down. Zach Lloyd does the steering, 54 kilos on her back, and she was only beaten, uh, what a bob of the heads there, by Royal Tribute at Gosford two stars ago. That reads well for this. Grassler Styler, 11 goes at Rose Hill for six seconds. So he's a must if you're having a uh, throw at an exotic. And one built, he just keeps stepping up to the mark, doesn't he? Uh, so he's a horse that you thought he tapped out on talent, but he just keeps fronting up. He's been up forever, uh, but he's now won three of his past four. So hard to knock with that in mind. Seven, nine, four and one. Let's see what Darren's done. Race number eight, he is number nine on top. Infatuation, nine, seven, two, four with his numbers. Rose Hill, race number eight. Can Rick... I just ask a question, if I may? Of course. Actually, no, I get stuff. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, it's $31. It was off a, a long, long break um, when first up at Wyong. Can I give Man in the Mirror some sort of chance? I mean, back... Uh, sort of, what, uh, 12 months ago or so, it was racing against the likes of Giga Kick and Jackano. It was a little bit soft in the market first up, which sort of 
suggested it needed needed the run, but you want to give it a sneaky chance, six dollars a place. I'd be more interested in tap and run at thirty one dollars to tell you the truth. Um okay. he's a good tough open company horse. Um him in a good stable that I, I haven't tipped him anywhere, but I, I could mark him, you know, sixteen dollars here. Mm. You see a bit of yourself in that horse hurls man in the mirror. Oh. Me. <laughs> You've broken a few over the years. <laughs> Race nine. Yeah. Schweppes handicap twelve hundred meters. I had him stumped there, boys. He had nothing. <laughs> Benchmark eighty eight. <laughs> Talk us through the market here, great man. Uh, all right, we've got a couple of scratchings here. Fifteen rounds, one of them zero deduction. Five by six, sneaky page and Cristilli as ran in an earlier race. Nine by nine, Dalalat nine fifty to ten. Noble Soldier thirteen to fourteen. Twenty six, Lady of Luxury. Al Coberson all the rage. J Max sticks one eighty five. Seventy one, he's a gentleman. So go, so cool. Eight dollars to six dollars. And Dipsy Doodle second favourite three twenty to three thirty. They backed Al Coberson. Oh, Al Coberson. Uh, last stars if they already had Sunday's papers and uh, yeah they're buttering up again at 185 yes so speed wise sneaky page scratch to run in Melbourne Uh, she's going down the highway there so where does that leave us wouldn't say there's a lot of pressure here I imagine our Kobe son and J-Mac punches up in the early stages to at least make Dipsy do the work if she wants the front but she looks the most likely doesn't she first up 1200 metres Carving across from the draw, the rest of them, uh, they're pretty well established as backmarkers. Dalalat, maybe. Uh, he's a gentleman. Can race closer, but that's typically once he gets out to 1,500, 1,600 metres. So, yeah, it looks a, a pretty nailed-on speed map here uh, with Dipsy Doodle Shim in control with our Kobe son just taking a trail in behind us. Yep, uh, to tell you the truth, I was a, um, with the full field, I was a little worried about the map with our Kobe son, but you're right, he'll be, he'll be aggressive at 1,200, McDonald. He'll get across, just make Dipsy Doodle just that little bit of work to get across him and then find her back and hope there that she's vulnerable at 1,200. Well, he might be too. He's uh, untried at 1,200 in his own right. But, yep, he looks progressive. We find out more about him today. I've got him on top of Dipsy Doodle, who's just off for 266 days, um, going 1,200 the first time is a question mark for me. But she's trialling well. Um, Dalalat, yeah, there's a lot to like about Dalalat at $10 here. Uh, he's been kept fresh, which he loved. Um, it was a brave performance covering ground in the Kinlock race, which he franked that form. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm interested to see when Darren's tips come up here. <laughs> yeah, um, he's sure, there's been a couple of winners out of that race already. So he's proven tough 1200-metre horse. And best of the rest is... Um, uh, I was actually I buggered that up. I had so good, so good, so cool. Second, he's threatening to win a, uh, another race, and he, he he props up nicely behind him with no weight. Then I'll throw in Dalalat and Dipsy Doodle fourth pick. Just that's that little query um, at the twelve hundred first up here six nine two and ten. Darren might be tipping around at the protective price. No, he doesn't do that. No, exactly, Brad. How <laughs> but, dare you, Brad? He'll be one out in the pick six. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> six, ten, nine, and two for me. Six, our Kobe son. Uh, well, you look at this as a head-to-head, don't you? I think a lot of punters are. But when you're measuring them up together, our Kobe son, he's got the benefit of two runs under his belt. Uh, he comes here a last start winner, and he draws inside Dipsy Doodle. So he's the one that gets the better setup, and hence why he's the horse that's been truckloaded since the markets went up. And I don't think there was anything between them when the first market went up there. I think Tim Ryan was saying it was $2.80. Uh, pick them, and punters have decided which horse deserves to be favourite. So our Kobe Sonny does have to tick that 1,200-metre box, but he has the, the right platform to do that, and his strength at the end of 1,100 metres last time out uh, suggests that it won't be an issue. So beautifully placed here uh, to win again, and winning has become a habit for this horse. 10, Dipsy Doodle, keen to see what the market does with her. She's always been a pretty talented filly, 38 weeks between runs, but... There was a thing for a while there, Dipsy Doodle form, because it just kept stacking up. Her maiden win at Worry Farm produced eight subsequent winners. She matched motors with Frilled in her recent trial, and she is a speed machine. So she's clearly come back well. So good, so cool. He's a backmarker. Whether he gets the race run to suit, I don't know, but we know he's got a turn of foot. So if either of those two favourites are just putting in the short ones late, 
He'll be there ready to pounce and dull all that. Uh, dry tracker, he continues to improve, doesn't he, despite being a pretty well exposed horse. But no dramas up in grade last time out, and I wouldn't expect him to go backwards off that. 6, 10, 9, and 2. Well, here it is. Uh, the Stand aforementioned by. Darren Flindell selections. Oh, he's in there second. Dalalat. 10 on top, though. Dipsy Doodle to beat 2 Dalalat. 10, 2, 6, 9. 10, 2, 6, and 9 for Darren Flindell. Are you appeased now, Duff? You happy with that? Yeah, yeah. It's, he's obviously got the kick-off that he's done well. I'll tell you what. He, the horse is airborne, isn't he? Like, he really is flying. Yeah, he's a... He's a He's a must for the quaddy and the hope of the side for the quaddy if you're looking for a split, because he's one of those horses. Last event is race number 10, expected all this autumn at the ATC, benchmark 72, 1,200 metres. Andrew Hurley with the market. Yeah, just go back to uh, Saltcoat in race number eight. We've just written a bit of 5500 at $5 on Saltcoats in race number eight, so good luck Ooh. to that punter. Mm. Any change right. in price? Uh, I don't believe so. Hang on one sec. Uh, oh, still Probably five dollars. <laughs> you want it again? <laughs> yeah, the old troll. Dangle <laughs> the carrot. Uh, all right. Also a bit of two thousand on Villanova in the next at Golden Gate. Uh, so someone's, on, someone's, <laughs> someone's beat up all night. Sicko. <laughs> How good. I love it. <laughs> That's Stanley having a bit from the Sapphire case. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go with those sort of things. Uh, Bubba's Bay got beat last night. Ouch. Uh, seven by eight comes out. Dipsy Doodle eight by eight. One cent to win. Rebel Dean. Thunderlips two cents to win. Four by four. Melody again. And lost nine by nine. Well, Afterlight an eleven dollar chance out from nine this morning. Twenty three to twenty six for convincibility. Uh, French Endeavour twelve dollars seven fifty now eight dollars. VC seventeen sixteen Botanica Rush Hour. Uh, 19. Willander's 750 to 650. Uh, Steffi Magnetica went up $12 on Wednesday. It's 460 chance, whilst the Black Cloud, 270 to 240. All right, despite the fact that this has been knocked around by scratchings, it's a very interesting betting race. French Endeavour is the second most popular runner, and it's an $8 chance, but the Black Cloud, which is one two by t- uh, two from two, has been very impressive in both performances. It's the favourite at 240. Just to jump in, um, before I forget, did you guys mm. have that late scratching in your numbers, Brad and Duff? I think you might have had him in, Duff, did you see Yeah, yeah, so six goes in for me, Black Duke. Okay, so six the replacement for Duff in uh, race number one, uh, Black Duke. Thanks for that, guys. Uh, back to you, Brad, with the map there. Yeah, I think there's uh, enough pressure here, uh, at least on paper. The Black Cloud goes forward, we know that. We've only seen her a handful of times, but she's got a, a racing pattern of going forward. Rush hour again, limited information, but what, from what we saw from him in a couple of runs as a two-year-old, uh, he's got some, some good speed, convincibility. Maybe first up they push the button. I'd be more inclined to think they might ride conservative. Uh, however, we'll see what plays out there. Afterlight's got some toe, and the same can be said for Botanica. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind this race. I... I... I was just put into a bit of a false sense of security thinking French Endeavour was going to come out, uh, but obviously they were waiting for, got wind of Gibbons and maybe running um, with Bubba's Bay on Friday night, which it did, so they've been waiting for Dylan to ride French Endeavour, who he's had experience on in the past. If she's anywhere, and look, I, I expect she's got room to improve, uh, but if she's anywhere near right, she has massive odds here at $8. Uh, she's got real form. Um, running all the nice fillies races. Last prep, she was competitive in the Petit Rose. I think the trials are acceptable, and I think she's a, a really good bet here. Steffi Magnetic is the one they've got to beat. Um, ex- I think the wrong part of the track at Flemington last start, held in high regard by Bjorn. The Black Cloud, uh, <coughs> i got to trust that Joe's opinion of her, but, uh, look, she's a filly that has been a Gosford maiden and a benchmark 64 um, leading on the Kensington track. Uh, look, I I just want to see him shape up today. It's only, only a price angle, $2.40. It might come out and bold and you might th- say it's luxury, but I think it's poison form-wise. And Walenda is the other one, has the Saturday run last start behind Cabalas. But I like five, five, thirteen, fourteen, 14 and 12.
Yeah, it's easy to poke holes in the depth of that form, isn't it? I'm with her uh, as a provisor. However, yeah, you can see Firestar last time out, the horse that she did beat there on the Kenzo came out and, and failed to win as an odds-on favourite himself. That said, she can only win. And I just love the way that she pulled away on the line when she was challenged. So I think that sets her up quite nicely now. Up in grade, down in weight, makes her own luck. And third up, 1,200 metres. Uh, she's just one of those typical Joe Pride improvers. And we haven't got to the bottom of her yet or anywhere near the bottom of her yet. Five French Endeavour. You want to go back to go back to, to last campaign and you see her running around in T-Row Stakes. Uh, wasn't been far behind the likes of Tis Invincible. So we know her quality. like the way that she moved to the line in a recent Rose Hill trial, albeit the overall time was slow, but she's going to get a, a nice soft run in transit with any luck at the right stage, and she should be strong through the line. Steffi Magnetica, no good there in Melbourne last time out. And 12, Wallenda. You'd think that second to Cabalas last start should stack up over time. Uh, it was only a field of six, but there was a further two lengths back to third, and Jason Collett stick, so a bit to be read into that. 14, 5, 13, and 12. In the last, Darren Flindell's numbers, and they are 12, Wallender on top to beat 14, 5, 13. 12, 14, 5, and 13. Ron Duffersey, what is your best for Rose Hill? Yeah, there's a couple of favourites that I think are too short, even though they're likeable. So I think the two bets for me are race 6, number 3, Sky Out, and race 10, number 5, French Endeavour. Look forward to the coverage on Sky Thoroughbred Central today, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your help this morning, Ron Duffersey. Yeah, Brad Gray, what's your best for Rose Hill? My best for me is Traffic Warden. Yeah, I think he's there to make some kind of statement today in the Royal Blue. Race 3, number 1, Traffic Warden, uh, going round in the Canterbury. And also thought that runner in the highway was hard enough to beat. If you're looking for a secondary best bet, Missile Leader, right down the bottom. So race 2, number 17 for Keith Dryden. Third up, 1,500 metres dry track. I can only see him running well. Any golf this afternoon? No, no golf this afternoon. Maybe I'll get the practice putting mat out, given how yippy I've been lately. But apart from that, uh, Monday's the next round, Luke. Look forward to uh, getting the post-mortem. Great, man. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. There's Brad Gray. Andrew Hurley, thank you for your help. Uh, my pleasure. Now, if you like uh, anything today in terms of the two-year-olds, you might want to have a look at the Golden Slipper market because... Whoever wins will certainly uh, uh, trim up this afternoon. So, uh, yeah, if you're a futures man or, or woman, for that matter, uh, you can get involved there. Jockeys Challenge this afternoon, and we have got the favourite at uh, quote of, well, it's suspended, actually. So it's just been suspended. So we might have some riding changes there. So uh, that should be back open uh, very shortly. Rose Hill Caulfield and Eagle Farm today. Races one to six. Run second or third to get a bonus bet back up to $50. Toowoomba and Morpherville races one to six. If you place a three-leg same-race multi and one-leg fails, you get a bonus bet back up to $50. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858. Fantastic, Hells. I thank you. You'll hang around for our Melbourne preview. I shall.